stop here yiska do you consider yourself a good dancer like are you uh, not at all you very I, much I seem like you very much seem like the guy from hitch you've seen hitch right yes it's an old will smith movie where he shows mm -hmm. kevin james yeah. yeah how to be kind of a ladies man and they, they talk about the dancing and I, I just see you in the back of the club bouncing just yep, like this that's what i do yep you're drinking you know hands. It's 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 inoffensive. Looking at other people yep. having fun. Inoffensive. Yep. It's there. No one's gonna go look at that guy for not dancing. But they're also not gonna go like, whoa, that guy's got moves. You just kind of blend in there, and then you use your intellect, wit, and charm to to kind of compensate Drink. for that. And drink. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah, that helps too. <laughs> that helps too. Uh, yeah, hey everybody, welcome to episode 165 of Tactical Crouch. It's um. What an intro. It's it's an interesting one today. Kick tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. Um, we got a little bit of a new look. If you're watching us on YouTube, we had a new look, look last week. I didn't like it. <laughs> Did it again this week. It might be new next week. Who knows? Uh, but what's the topographical map in the background? Like who who goes like hiking? Yeah, that would uh, that looks like it's a lot of effort. I don't think it represents a real place. It's actually all the wrinkles in your brain. <laughs> it, it feels more like the wrinkles under my uh, eyes, but yeah. <laughs> no, those are bags. Bags Get, under your eyes. Getting worse every day. Getting up worse every day. Wrinkles in your brain. Um, but yeah, we got a little bit of a new look if you're if you're on um, looking at us on YouTube, and we might have a new podcast look as well for those listening to us on RSS. By the way, you can get this podcast in video on YouTube, but you also can get it for totally free on just about any podcast outlet, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Do you know that almost thirty percent of our um, our listeners are now listening through Spotify? Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a big That's number. Crazy. I hate listening to podcasts on Spotify. I'll never do it. I'm overcast really? all the way. Overcast um, on Apple mm. devices is so good, but I won't listen to podcasts on Spotify. I don't like it. Any particular reason or just not an app that you frequent? I don't like to mix the arts like that. You know, like that's my music. <laughs> that's my music app. That's not my talking app. He's not trying to cross the beams. It's like I, I won't even have my podcasts and audiobooks in the same app, let alone music. Really? I only listen to uh, podcasts on Spotify. It's actually so bad that when the podcast I regularly listen to moved off the platform, I stopped listening to it. Could be asked. Isn't it it's weird how just we such convenience? How we how consumers consume? Yeah, we're so fickle. It wasn't anything like particularly like that really like I sure, felt like still. was ending a lot, but yeah, it's just like, you know, when you that's scroll through whatever, because I'm, I'm someone like I, I flip between moods, uh, especially on long walks. Yeah. Sometimes I want like music mm -hmm. and then sometimes I want podcasts and sometimes I want audiobooks and that's the only thing I would switch for. Like I'll, I'll go to Audible for audiobooks 
and uh, stay on Spotify for the rest. Really you know? If Spotify had audiobooks, would you ditch Audible? Probably not, because like I've spent a lot of money on Audible so far. <laughs> like true. I've I've kept I have, that subscription eight, running for like four years, I have five eight years. Credits, and I'm like, I need to cancel my sub, but they're like, you yeah. need to buy books, otherwise you're gonna lose your, <laughs> you're gonna yes. lose your thing. But I don't know what books I want. And uh, I don't really listen to, I used to listen to audiobooks all the time when I would do like late night, go to the gym or when I drove and actually had a commute. Um, mm -hmm. But now that I don't, I have no, like, I have no reason to listen to a book. Yeah. Zero. I read them or I watch West Wing on HBO Max. That's all I do. Have you seen West Wing? Yiska, the no. West Wing. Oh. oh, you'd love it. Aaron Sorkin at its best. Political drama. Oh, you'd love it. I mm. promise. Uh, anyways, we, this is not this is not a, a TV podcast. By the way, hey, speaking of TV, when do we do an anime? And what is it going to be? And when? Um, and how? The people. The people have spoken. I do have an update for all the weebs. Um, speaking of political drama, Attack on Titan ending very shortly. So. For anybody who uh trying to catch up, catch up on that manga, you have until April. Um, the weebs have spoken, and we will be watching Violet Evergarden. Oh, nice. I uh, did win the vote. Um, and yeah, so we'll be watching that. Um, I think one to four, probably good. I think we can probably still try to set up the same kind of um, format that we tried to do last week, but I guess it just kind of comes down to when everybody's free. So I guess be posted on that i'll post it up in uh the discord when we kind of settle on a day and if we are going to do like an episode five watch along something like that but yeah the title is out it is violet evergarden that's what we're going to be watching and yeah we'll be we'll be talking what about are we going to do a game night can we do a game night on friday this friday i gotta yeah, check I i'm not 100 on that uh, but next week I'm on I'm off at work, so that should be possible then. Okay, I just want to do a game night. I could just use some Jackbox games. True, that'd be really fun. Or the new Among Us game with proximity chat. Ooh, it adds a whole new dynamic. We played Among Us um this last Saturday without proximity chat because proximity chat was down. It's, it's not a good game. <laughs> it's just not a good game. It was it's zero percent fun. Mm. I, I like to play, I would like to play Among Us with the Jester. It's uh, Joker, so we play with, there's Joker, Engineer, uh, Sheriff, and Medic. We oh, turn yes. all the mods on now. Yes. And it is just chaos. Have you played with those other roles? I don't even know what they do, but it's now it sounds like Town of Salem. So yeah, yeah. so engineer um, can fix one um, disaster per round anywhere they are on the map. So someone turns off lights or hits oh. seismic or whatever right. one time per the entire game, like that whole. Yeah, you just game, get one go. One mm -hmm. go, you can you can use that. They also can go through vents. Oh, what? So they can also no. use vents. So oh, engineer no. is insane. Then you have the medic. The medic can shield one person, which saves them from getting murdered. Is it just permanently? Yeah. Um, and it it persists through rounds. 
Um, And then if they find a dead body, depending on how warm the dead body is, you get a clue about who killed that body. What? So they'll say like it's a dark color or a light color or it's blue or uh, I believe if you get it within five seconds, it just says who it was, Um, which is kind of insane. Then you have the sheriff, which basically lets you kill somebody somebody. every round. And if it's an imposter, they die. If it's not an imposter, you die. Right. Um, and that does that doesn't work with the shield. So if someone shields the imposter, it's like <laughs> it gets really insane. And then you have the jester who's on their own team mm-hmm. trying to get voted off, and that's the only way they win is by getting voted off. Wait, do 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 uh imposters also have specific roles? No, imposter no. doesn't change. Uh-huh. So by mm. the end of it, five of the eight people, though two, three, four, five, six of the eight people have no five of the five, five or six of the eight people have specific roles. And then you have to try to figure out who's trying to get voted off. Is the person who's venting really an engineer? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. All this kind of crazy stuff. It's it's a ton. You have people claiming roles they aren't. It's yeah, it feels very Oof. like subversive. Yeah, I, re- I remember like when we did Town of Salem, like you would have to write your little journal and I would have mm-hmm. to uh, have like a little, you know, like pen and paper to just like keep track of the bullshit I was talking yeah. about. Like, Yeah, it, it gets very complex at that point, I think. Yeah. And so like for I mean, again, I still think uh, the game is at its best when it's just a bunch of friends trying to like lie and yell and make good content but yeah um, yeah you know it's oops sorry yeah, no that's i'm fun. trying i'm trying to look at the uh for yeah. mayhem announcement for their for that what for some their spring some, their spring class sweet sweet content is that when that is this week march, march 20th. 20th uh yeah up quick what what a uh, segue by the way okay Mar- that makes a lot, a lot of sense how they advertise it because they went from like Oh yeah, snow with changing, and it's like, you know, there's not that much time left in winter, you know. <laughs> and then I like, oh, a little flower, spring. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Like now, it makes sense that they sort of were in the middle. I thought they were just like, oh god damn it, we we scheduled an event that isn't actually in winter, but it's actually mm-hmm. in spring. We got it wrong. But if, yeah, it's on the uh, on the edge. I, I guess it's forgiven. You see the little the little wick on the mayhem bombs a flower. It's cute. It's not a flower. Wait, well, now oh, in that graphic. Yeah, it's right. in the graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Again, they, they really busted out the graphic design budget for that one. <laughs> you don't see anything else for, from them for the rest of the year. They are spent. I'm just kidding. No, I, I think it's great. I um, think teams are really stepping up when it comes to this preseason content. I'm loving it. It's a great job. I'm I'm excited to see who's actually playing though. I don't know that. Yeah, that's I was gonna say I, yet, I, we don't know who's playing in it yet, so um, might be a bunch of bad teams. <laughs> might just be defiant internal scrims. And it gets oh zero no! Viewers. Here we go. Zero views. <laughs> defiant slander. Hey, I I'm I'm coming around to the Paris Eternal. They kind of surprised me a little bit. I don't know exactly Yo. how competitive they're going to uh, be this season, we go but again. like they've got some pieces. Uh, how did they do list. good in the show match? Yes, the Angry Titans is the best <laughs> God team in the world. It's true. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yurik's in chat. Definitely, you know, 
I think it's Khan on the Baptiste. And it's got a point. Just saying, you know, look into it. That's all I'm saying. Just look into it. Wow. You just, it, here's the thing is Paris has the best merch. That's Do it. they? Mm-hmm. Do they have Their merch? Their jerseys are the best. They have, they have the, um, the inside has the, the patterned Fleur de Lis logo on their red inside. It's, oh, it's really, uh, it's really okay. sick. They do. The you best. guys really have bad opinions just like within 30 seconds of one another. I, so here's the thing. I, I when it comes to this type of stuff, I'm not gonna take uh, any sort of. He's not gonna take your style sh- or marketing device um, from a man in a in a, in a unlayered blue high collar sweatshirt. Okay. I got this it's from my uncle. I don't care about whatever I'm wearing. It's okay. warm in the winter. It's I'm just saying, like that, that doesn't really help validate set, your opinion. I mean, you just advertised the burlap sack, but okay. Wait, How? your your mouse mat is the topographical. Did you take a picture of this as as our background? How is that what? How it, I I like topographs. I'm yeah, leave them alone. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you trying to attack my man's right now? They're so in right now. They. I'll trust John in saying this. They are so in. He's correct. Yeah, Mister Sack. Sure. Sure. Is that our new Lord Bet who has to wear a burlap sack on the next episode? Because I feel like I could go chew into a Lord Bet. I, 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 we, ha- we have to have one, but I <laughs> still have burlap sacks in my basement because, like, I bet Sideshow uh, that, that I mean, London those are was you, sandbagging. Those are big enough, though. Like, I mean, yeah, I can sew them together, whatever. No. You can't sew. No, I can't. No, I I actually can. Okay. You guys want to talk about some really bad marketing? What's that? Overwatch contenders has decided that in Korea, they don't want Avril casting their content. That's bad marketing Um, right there. That's not a good look. (laughs) Don't know what that that says a lot from the people in charge when it comes to pass to pro that you don't want your one of your best talents. Says a lot. Like at this point, like I, I was really surprised, like tuning into his uh, personal, like, um, like com- uh, what's it called, companion stream. That was hella entertaining. I, in my mind, okay, it's it, it is like a gamble. I would try that for for like if if you don't have anything else, so to speak, yeah. I would try that if that if I was um, Avril. Like I think he made a, a great precedent with the uh, uh, Nexus Cup stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he had a thousand viewers as well. That's a, probably it's a sustainable number to live on, um, and then grow from there, right? Like maybe that's that's the better um, alternative. Don't know. I mean, it's something he's definitely in control of, right? Um, yeah, it just heartbreaks for him. Like he's put in so much time. I can't yeah. imagine. I, I won't, you know, try to empathize too much in terms of like the work that he's done i can only just assume you know talking to him briefly every once in a while you know the the effort that he's put into that region and then to to see him not kind of be given a fair you know shake at it it's 
it's a loss that we really don't need to have. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate. It's not a good look. Not a good look in the slightest. Personalities and talent drive the Overwatch esports um, ecosystem. And they... Uh, every time we, we get a blow like this, it just sucks. Uh, mm. Not that the other uh, people who are taking over in Korea aren't talented as well, but sure. I don't think that there is any singular free agent color caster um, in the, in the overwatch scene right now um, that I would place above Avril. Um, that's not already in overwatch league. Um, he's, he's, mm -hmm. he's the top of the crop for sure. And yeah, so that that's just a huge, and not only that. Actually, like, never mind, never mind contenders, dude. Like it's time for Owl forever. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I I personally thought when I saw the announcement for contenders, I personally yeah. thought that it was we were gonna get some kind of like eyeball emoji tweet from Avril, right? About it. That was the yeah. only thing that made sense, and turns out the opposite. Um, is happening and he's going, you know, back to APAC. Uh, and that's just dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just dumb. I just, I don't get it. Nothing against the region, but, um, you want your best casters in the regions that have the most viewership period. Yep. I hope he, I hope he finds his space in Valorant. I've been getting into Korean Valorant. I'll, I wouldn't say heavily, but definitely been trying to follow the region more and more, and I'd love to hear him on on that desk. Mm -hmm. um, I think he brings another a dose of insight. I, I genuinely think he could probably do no wrong in whatever he does. If he wants to be a streamer, he can go do that, and he'll probably kill it. Um, he definitely helps me to think about the game differently when I tune in and watch him. You know, watch games definitely brings up things that I wasn't even considering. Um, Obviously, he's done the same in Overwatch for what feels like millennia now. Um, he he deserves the world, and it's sad that you know a game that he spent so much time in hasn't given him the uh, the that that same kind of mutual feeling, I guess. So Uber, uh, Uber did take to Twitter to really strongly um, admonish. <laughs> Is that the right word? Admonish. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, um, I think the feeling comes across. Uh, but he's he said a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think I can get the the feed up here. Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, so a few things going out there. Um, I I want to go so. Uh, he goes, honestly, this guy has more grace in his little finger than I do in my whole body. Bloke loses the casting of a region that he worked so hard on doing to be severely undercut. This is not mere speculation. And then humbly expresses his regret and moves on. Gutted for you. Oh, and Kevin's rate isn't remote, remotely exorbitant. It's entirely fair. His knees just got effing macheted out from under him. In fact, his rate. Uh, is well below the industry standard. He's basically charging with someone with half of his level of experience or skill should charge. His undercut was by 66%. This isn't the work of an individual caster. This is the work of an organization with in-house talent 
They're deciding what their casters will be paid. It's not even their casters' fault, which makes this uh, orders of magnitude worse. You know who you are. We can all drag this out into the ugly open, or you can sort out your affairs. I know you know that you can do a lot better, and I trust that now you'll see exactly how you might do so. Uh, don't approach me privately. I'm not the person you need to talk to. Uh, and then later he comes up and says, um, uh, where is it? Um, ever just wake up wondering why Elo Hell Esports are paying their casters one fifth of the standard rate to do Korea, China contenders. Uh, I think I can say this cucking Avril out of a gig. He should be a shoe in for and why path to pro are completely cool with this. Oh, me. Uh, oh, just me. Cool. Just another day of me waiting for you to fix your shit, I guess. Uh, yeah. I think he it killed it. Okay, like, okay, let's let's contextualize this a little bit, right? Sure. Undercutting to a degree is reasonable in the sense that if you have less experienced talent, they like undercutting to a certain percentage makes sense because you're giving a worse product, and then the the league that hires you has to consider mm -hmm. what they're losing by hiring worse talent with less draw and whatnot. At that point, it's an economic decision. One fifth is not in that uh, range of possibility. You are misreading the market. I don't even understand how it's self-serving for you. Like, that's just bad business. It's not only bad business. It feels not malicious. But it's it's just overly aggressive to like confirm yourself as the the partner, right? Like that's too aggressive. That does nobody any good in the long term. That only does you justice for right now. But does nobody? It doesn't help anybody that comes after you. It only sets a precedent that Blizzard again is willing to Blizzard Activision. To be fair, is willing to pay that low of a rate. So moving forward, does that continue? It's it, yeah. Let's get let's get uncomfortable for for a second. Let's take it from the different perspectives, and let's start with Activision Blizzard first. They they have a business obligation to shareholders to spend the least amount of money and make the most amount of money as possible. Can we all agree? agree? Just as, as yep. a fundamental business standpoint, I'm not defending this at all. Mm -hmm. Um. So it's yeah. it's not surprising to me at all that Blizzard has decided to go with a cheaper option um, that they feel is good enough, uh, which is a very, not something that Blizzard, you would say about Blizzard four years ago or five years ago. Nope. Blizzard was never the good enough company. And again, this is nothing against the individual casters. There are phenomenal oh. people in Elo Hell who work their asses off. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm targeting any specific uh, uh, caster or uh, producer or observer um, about this. It's um, not their fault. They didn't do it's anything. It's nothing against you personally at all. In fact, I think that you've been shoved into a corner and I have opinions about that, which we'll talk about later on. So Blizzard is, you know, for the most part, going to do what they need to do and spend what they want to spend. But, uh, it, I mean, it already tells us that their plan for viewership and growth for uh, Tier 2 Overwatch this year is quite low. 
Um, their plan to invest into that, their plan to support that, their plan to um, keep that um, ecosystem there is is low and again we argued about this last week or two weeks ago where we talked about um the holdover year and the awkwardness of like how do you spend how do you wisely spend money this year when you know you have a whole new game and a whole new reboot next year and i think that Mm -hmm. that if it wasn't a multi-billion dollar company i would um empathize with Sure. Having to make those choices of, hey, we just couldn't invest into contenders as much as we wanted to this year. But when I hear Bobby Kotick go up there talking about the most profitable year of all time and everything is up, up, up while people are getting chopped and rates are getting cut off at the knees, it really pisses me off. Anyways. So that's. Yeah, like. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. But like the. The. Wow, I lost my train of thought now. I interrupted you rudely. Um, where was I with this? Oh, yeah. Here's, here's how you can argue that this is not even in their interest. Because, yes, even if this is a holdover year, right? This is also a year where you absolutely are threatened to lose some of your best talent and best up-and-coming talent by a new emerging esports scene that has a plenty of crossover, has demonstrated that it can take talent from you. And if you're not, like, giving them a chance to stay in your system, they're gone. They're just gone. Like, if, if you're not shelling out for, for uh, people, for top talent, they will be in Valorant. Now, of course, Valorant itself has its issues in terms of caster payments uh, by itself, which really helps the... Uh, situation that Blizzard is apparently under. Maybe that's those go hand in hand as well. That Blizzard can afford this. I will also say there's a potentially a situation where like maybe the the disconnect happens because like someone like Avril or whatever or his agency raises rates and the others uh, rent against the old market value of whatever um, Avril asked for or whatever. Like it one fifth is ridiculous. There are circumstances where that becomes less ridiculous depending on um, like what what changed, right? But at the same time, like you gotta keep people like this in your system. Like that's that's your like that's the maintenance of your scene. If you want to start into the new uh, revitalizing expansion, you just give you gotta give yourself a chance, dude. Like, come on. And it, like, without being like an, a, a dick about it, but like, I'm not aware of anyone with that level of talent and that level of experience coming up below that tier that Avril's casting at. I don't understand. I really don't. Yep. It's 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 not the more on its on the surface. It's it's a it's a travesty that such a talented individual isn't, you know, given the opportunity they kind of rightly deserve. And then when you really kind of look under the hood of it, it says a lot. Um, this this returns to the past or pro lack of vision. This returns to the kind of systemic problem that contender seems to have. Um, and I, I think chat is getting at it uh 
I think we're dancing around a subject um, that that contenders is definitely tied to with how do we get Overwatch to be kind of not sustainable, it's kind of nebulous, but like in a place where we can attract fans and viewers and, and really have that, that healthy ecosystem. Um, I can tell you how you don't do it. And you don't do it by capping one of your most talented casters in the knees. You don't do it by hemorrhaging talent. Both players and, and other individuals. That's how you don't do it. I Okay, I'm not going to lie. My gut feeling when this thing came up was also like, this is really weird that market forces here work differently. And that like even the hardest like capitalist dude bros that usually will spout this will uh, demand like um, like the, the, the prices to be artificially kept high without um, any uh, competition there. But this is a completely different scene where that that functionality just doesn't work to that degree. Mm. It just doesn't. It's it's not like something where underbidding makes a lot of sense you are you're measuring in the opportunity costs that you have down the line you're measuring in um what actually is brought to the relative product i would say like currently avril in terms of like how his career is developing like with the, with the co-streams and whatever i can totally see this being blown up and if you sign him on this contract right now, that might even be a steal for you comparatively to what he might be asking if he keeps the co-streaming up. And then you're not going to get him at, uh, at all Ever. anymore. There's a really yeah. solid chance that that's happening. You already lost a, a couple of guys like that, like an Avast, to like... I'm I just okay. I'm doing let me, let me not speculate why, why Avast chose whatever he did, but... Like sure, I there's a, they, I'm sure there's a number that Avast had in mind that could have had enticed him, right? Sure. Um, so, yeah, this, I mean, it is, a, it is a really weird scenario where I think just coming at it with conventional stuff, how this works in a free market economy just does not work because the tools of evaluation are not the same. You cannot, like, there is, there is not, no hard science behind knowing what, it, what the ex, uh, specific person brings or will bring to your product if they are kept in your market system. The butterfly effects or whatever you're doing there, you got to have trust that these people will like, attract the best possible uh, product that you're making. And the, the impact of that, like high quality people attract high quality, like high quality workers will attract f further talent uh, with you along the line. The, the time zones there are lines like th that's why like you have casters that are casting in that time zone, therefore never really being like threatened to have overt uh, like fatigue because of like screwed up uh, sleep schedules where they have to wake up in the middle of the night. Like all of that favors in into the case for uh, Avril here. And it's I mean, he took it graciously for, for sure, right? He and, did. Which... And it's also like, we know that this is not easy. Like, it's not like he's swimming in it and like, it just goes like, ah, I'm a, I'm a get like, maybe I have to sell that, uh, that Ferrari and I'll be fine. Like, that's not the situation that these people are in. Of course, like, to, 
there's only so much that a company, a publicly uh, traded company, can uh, should uh, consider there. Well, how about that? Consider whatever the public fallout from that is. Now, of course, this also requires to put the, for the public to put the money where their mouth is, and just not turn in comparatively. It's just how it is. So, I, I, can I do? Can I do a little? tier three tier two overwatch production esports lesson for a second or history lesson um do it broadcast do it, gg do it, do it. um broadcast gg was largely obliterated by elo hell um elo hell was backed by jane uh he used um he used money that he had gotten from his other content to start floating it and to pay uh, the, the, the people that they brought on, um, something, not a day rate, not an amazing day rate by any means, not a market rate, but something which broadcast GG was the other side. It was like, Hey, we're a bunch of volunteers trying to learn the skills and put you in a position to where you can make money. And, and blizzard denied, um, a lot of broadcast GG's contracts because they were trying to get good market rates for um and, and not exorbitant not like trying to get avril rates for things but something that you would you know get in a i don't know $25 an hour uh freelance job you know something that would at least pay the bills something that would be worth your time and 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 right. they would take their top casters and they would put them in a position to to make that and um in comes you hell undercuts um uh, utilizes some of the i have to be really careful here um undercuts uses some of the influence that um uh th the founder of elo hell had and um this this is putting a little bit of two and two together this is this hasn't been said outright but um, and, and then funding those paychecks also from elsewhere. So it essentially allowed them to pay, uh, it allowed mm. them to, to pay their, um, all the members there something. And as far as I understand it, while charging blizzard less than if, if like broadcast GG had done it or just any kind of relatively yeah. close to industry standards yeah and it's it's also worth worth saying my understanding is that jane is not at all involved in the day-to-day -day of that uh company anymore not at anymore this, not anymore this not anymore. this was when he was this was right after he founded it but yes uh sure. people quickly mm -hmm. pointed out the conflict of interest of an overwatch coach getting contracts from tier two overwatch uh and and that was you know, quickly um split up and, and gone. But now we're at a point where uh, Elo Hell is in a position where uh, Broadcast GG is largely, as far as I've seen, no more. They don't really get any of the Tier 3 contracts. Um, the best people from Broadcast GG went over to Elo Hell. Um, it's really difficult to blame them for wanting to get a paycheck for their work. Sure. Um, and we're, now we're at a point, and I called this out when Elo Hell, when the Elo Hell broadcast GG thing happened on this show. I called this out and said, in the long term, this is going to hurt Tier Two and Tier Three Overwatch. 
um, because there's the, the the business goals of Elo Hell is is not uh, to give casters a living wage to live in an ecosystem of um, to live in an ecosystem of professionals who are also making working and living wages for their work and market rates. Uh, there's a lot of people who are hungry to make just anything and they decide that they're going to just completely plummet and, and anchor the market. And this is where, uh, I get really pissed off and I, I can't uh, really talk too much <laughs> or I'm going to get myself in trouble. Right. Uh, but this, this has really come to hurt the overwatch tier two and tier three scene with while providing very minimal end quality to the products or money in the pockets of the people who <laughs> are actually doing the work. And that is where, and I've, I, on the show, I've been, I think, pretty anti-ELO hell. I have a lot of friends who um, have gone you know, through ELO hell and used that to leverage mm. into other esports at, at tier one and tier two. Uh, Willow was able to go from broadcast GG to ELO hell to Overwatch League. Um, I think that there are definitely, you know, case studies of where it's brought people forward, but I think that there's a lot less people learning and training to be, uh, casters and analysts and hosts and producers and observers. Um, I think that the quality overall, um, because of that has gone down. And I think that ELO hell had a big, uh, role to play in that. And, and I, I've, I've told the people involved with ELO hell about that. I chose um, to stay with Broadcast UG as long as I can um, to help the marketing and the social media side and the people who were on that team um, who were trying to learn and grow and all of whom ended up handling Overwatch League marketing and social media accounts. Um, so it's, 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 it's just a little disgusting to me and I'm trying mm-hmm. not to, to rip my shirt off because A, um, I want to make sure that we don't get any unnecessary flags. B, uh, I'm still They're trying to end up trimming the down for uh, still trying to swell up for beach season and C, it's not there you go. a good look. So, um, right. I, what I will say is like about this is, um, I think at the time, if I'm being honest, there was reason to believe that Eloy Hell could do a better job than Broadcast G did because. At the time, it's, I think a lot of people felt that Jane had understood something about Overwatch content creation that others didn't. And to be able to bring that to an entire team and cross-pollinate there and make it exciting and like increase the viewership that way, that could have been uh, a possibility. I will also say... The, the rate at which we are developing talent uh, decreasing also makes sense in a in a you know in a dying scene in in terms of the tier two and tier three scene just because of the um, the eyes on it and the opportunities there are new new other games uh, out where people can uh, do that I still think I still feel it's I have not been tapped into that. Um, into that scene in a long time, it just feels really cried around that company. Possibly because they lost the X factor in Jane's input there, but I I, I don't feel anything groundbreaking ever emerging and h- hitting my desk, which 
doesn't have to mean that they're doing a bad job. It's just, I don't know if, if that is the better solution towards that. And I, it feels like a one-size-fits-all solution that just serves... I think they serve in other uh, containers broadcasts as well. Just makes makes it easier. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to talk too ignorantly about that topic because you guys were more involved in that, but... Um, I think towards like the recent developments, some of mm. that is also down to environmental factors. I think just of the uh, of the scene, slowly but surely, you know, yeah, losing it's, viewership. It's not a, a good look, and it is, and it's days. a little bit of a per perfect storm, right? You have um, you have people who are willing to undercut uh, significantly the market rates. You have a company that. Um, is trying to keep a ship afloat until Overwatch 2 while decreased spending. And they're also in a political, or not a political, a uh, professional environment where they, um, there's, there's a new kind of concept of just, you know, reducing costs as much as possible. Um, you have individual casters and streamer, or casters and color commentators and hosts and observers and producers uh, who, because of the previous two issues, are having problems getting any sort of work and any sort of practice, so they're also willing to take less money. So you have an entire market willing to take less money. And you have a company that uh, seems to have made it one of their key goals that for um, non-Tier 1 priorities, they're willing to spend less money and put out um, a less polished product, a less professional product, um, and just like a a worse. I'm just gonna say it, a worse product overall. They're willing to do it because their limit, their they feel like they're below their limit to exposure um, in in any bad way, which is a big part of why we're talking about it on the podcast because mm -hmm. we think it's bullshit. Frankly, so on multiple levels, it's 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 a challenging environment, and it's very. Uh, Every single person has their own self-interest into making this a worth, worse situation overall. Yep. The casters would rather get paid something rather than nothing and not, not practice or not cast. Uh, companies would rather get some sort of money and some sort of contract than um, not have the contract at all. Um, and they have people working for them who are also willing to take less money. You have a company who's trying to minimize costs. That's how we got here. And it takes one of those three aspects, or one of those three parties to say this isn't right in order to change that. And we don't have that necessarily. And Avril did that. Avril was the one person who said, this is, this is my rate. This is what, this is what I'm, I'm worth. sticking to. Yeah. And he could have, yeah. Uh, you know, he could have accepted less, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I, 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 I by his principles, yeah. Um, but he's a professional and he even handled his tweet professionally so that we could get angry on mm. the podcast about it. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he did a great job in, in preserving that. And I hope to God for Blizzard that they, um, you know, find a way to get him involved because people are not happy. Nope. Um, about it. If I was Blizzard right now, what I would do is I would go back to Elo Hell and say, "We're paying Avril his day rate. Right? He's going to come on and he's going to be a lead caster for you." 
That's what I would do right now today. That's how you correct the situation as best as you can. Yep. I, I, I don't believe, and it sucks to say this and actually believe it, I really don't know who to even like point towards as like the person of contact to be able to make that decision. Yeah. Not to say to hound them and, and demand, you know, uh, an action be taken on this, but I don't even know who that might be. Everybody's left. It's also like the one important point is also like ZP framed it as like, you don't want to be the guy that destroys the paradise in order to get to paradise. I like the metaphor of like, if you're playing the lottery, right? Mm -hmm. Which is to become a caster, it's really unlikely that you're going to. It's tough. But like, at least play the correct numbers that if you win, you get the most payout, right? And it is also in your own self-interest to not lowball you because that's the basis all your future con uh, negotiations will work from. And by devaluing the scene, this will trickle out down to everyone else. Even if you are a, a selfish dickhead, like you must see that this hurts you as well. Unless you're really like sure that you couldn't do it by the merits of your talent, in which case, get out. Like, you, you must understand you're hurting yourself as well. I mean, first of all, a lot of these people are, are, are young kids. You know, they're 18 to 22 years old. They don't get that at all. Think of everything that you would be. And Yiska, you might be an anomaly because you're, I think, a little bit of a scholarly academic. But imagine your first job of something that you really love. And think of how much more right. you're willing to do, how much less money you're willing to take, how much further you're willing to go to defend um right whatever it, it is it's not it's it's like even if you kind of see it it's really difficult to still not do that because a you love it a lot of casters just love doing it they um sure you know they it's a dream right to be able to do what you love as work and caster mm. casting is one of those things not that the work isn't hard not that the hours aren't long, but there's a lot of hard and long things that are worth, uh, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't, I knew as soon as I said that it would, uh, totally derail. Welcome to the club, sir. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of things that we do for, like my job. I love my job. I would, I, I shouldn't spend more than 40 hours a week. I shouldn't be taking, um, a, like a pay cut to do that, that job while, you know, we, we put our first products to market. There's a lot of reasons why I shouldn't do that, but there's a big word there that it's my, that I mean, there's, that there's a fine that or not. No, it's not it's actually not that hard to figure out, but there's a line between like selling yourself mildly short and heavily. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like it's you totally work different, right? Like, yeah, you're right. totally right. It's not like I'm, I'm, you know, taking home $5 an hour and you know, uh, Right, like a three-hour-old McDonald's bag of twenty-piece chicken nuggets. Like that's not the situation I'm in, and and these the these numbers are significantly significantly lower. Yeah, what did Uber quote like sixty-six percent, like a fifth, six percent, or one fifth? Yeah, yeah. That's that's not like a that's not like a competitive undercutting. That is an aggressive kneecapping of a market cost. I also, I want full-time casters. 
I don't want someone that has to work another job where they can't grind the game and do their research Ideally. outside the uh, day range. I'm not sure if the plebs would realize the difference, in which case, like, have high stands for yourself. Like, <laughs> come on. But what if they just like, listen to mute land? Come on. Don't 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 blame the mutes. I mean, yeah, that's that's a loop, right? Like you if you're like I think the vast majority of people listen to casters. Yeah. Um, and then like the lower half doesn't would ne not necessarily understand the difference uh for uh, a color, I think mm -hmm. play by play, everyone has an intuitive feel for. Sure. Um, but yeah, like at the top end, if you if you're being honest, like not a lot of people at the top end listen to casters necessarily. Uh, good question comes up. Yeah. Uh, why not unionize? If you make zero dollars casting, how much dues are you willing to pay to uh, a union to have someone negotiate your spot at the table? When you make next to nothing. I also would wager Blizzard would be very interested in working with people who are not in that union. It's... They've proven it to what John said earlier. They're proving it now. And again, make it very clear. I, I, I Again, I will reiterate and copy and paste Uber's kind of thread chain because I think it perfectly attacks what I think should be attacked. I'd go a little bit harder on Blizzard myself, or at least personally, as I am now, but it's not the caster's fault. There is a group of individuals that have made or has decision-making power that have, you know, decided that this is going to be a thing, and they're at fault. And I think Blizzard kind of shares in that, that responsibility. I don't think it's any individual person working for elo hell or or you know affiliated with them it's it, it comes at the top it feels like it it really isn't the casters or the analysts or the observers like yes said earlier it's it's it, they, they have no say in this right like it's not them that being said so i i see this argument i totally agree with what you're saying um and i want to frame it kind of similarly um and i see this conversation a lot of like they're a business what incentive do they have or um, repercussions do they face um, by, you know, finding the cheapest buck? Uh, this past week, I was working with a contractor for some merch for the company that we're looking to, mm -hmm. um, that, that we're launching. And um, he, the, we have a lot of questions. We've never launched merch before. So we have a lot of questions, you know, sure. do we embroider? Do we screen print? How does that feel for the quality? What different things can they use? And he goes, you know what? Tell you what, like, I believe a whole lot in what you guys are doing and I want you to have this merch be awesome. So I'm going to just make you a bunch of samples at no cost to you so that you can feel them all in the different things. As a business, it is in my best um, it is, it is like my, my, my best bottom dollar decision right there to go. Thank you so much. That's so, you know, very kind and generous to you. And, and uh, we really appreciate it. You're awesome. Uh, that's not how the conversation went. I go, Hey, uh, we'll just call this guy Stu. Stu, I appreciate it. That's really kind of you. We're in a position where we can pay you to do this. Like, let us pay you to do this, but this still sounds like the best way to go. We're in a position where we can pay you what you deserve to be paid for the work you're going to do. 
that's it. It's not a difficult conversation. It's not this ethereal thing that there's always a person behind the conversation. Blizzard as a company is represented by individual people who at any moment can have that conversation and can say, you know what? This isn't right here. Or, you know what? You'd still be happy if we took you up on it. I like working with people whose projects I work with and I'm, I'm tempted to, I always, my, my roommate in college had a screensaver that says work for full price or for free, but never for cheap. Um, and I've kind of always felt the same way, but I've taken out the free part and I just say work for full price, never for cheap. Like there's the, that's just the way it works. If that's how much it's worth, that's how much it's worth. If that's how much it costs, mm-hmm. that's how much it costs. And Again, I think it's I think it's a negative thing when companies, especially something like this, where we're talking about, um, you know, a, a total of you know a, a couple thousand to you know maybe ten to fifteen thousand dollars that Blizzard would have lost, uh, to go with the best and to pay the market rate. I mean, honestly, if we take everybody's WoW subscriptions in chat right now <laughs> over a year, <laughs> like that would pay double it, honestly. Mm. And so, yeah, there's, um, of course we paid for samples, like for them to actually put together, sorry, someone asked in chat said you paid for samples and like they aren't they're for us to keep, they're doing custom work on it and they're taking time out of someone's day to do it. Uh, of yeah. course we're paying for samples should be paid um unless we signed a contract or something like that which i think would right. be a little bit different so anyways this is a pretty inconsequential amount of money when it comes down to um when it, when it comes down to this as well and there's no way like I, we were talking about a, a singular tweet if i wanted to go uh pay <laughs> tim the Tatman right now to to send a tweet about overwatch league i would probably have to pay about 50 60 70 thousand dollars um, to get a single tweet. That's crazy. Uh, mm. One and, and Overwatch League will do that. They'll do that. And it'll bring them next to nothing. There's very little advantage for them to do that. But they're going to do it because they have this huge marketing budget. Just pay your f- casters. Just pay, just pay your casters, pay your talent, pay your people. God. Or fight for them to get it. paid. You're not doing them any any justice. You're not doing yourself justice again. Like it, I, I feel like it's just kind of coming full circle. But it it at the heart of it is passion, and it's kind of a. I, I think ZP kind of aptly said it just now. There's a link in chat to one of his tweets. <laughs> um, yeah, he went in. It's it it's a constant. It's something that esports has dealt with. I feels like forever. Even just coming from as a fan to you know writing nonsense articles about whatever like esports has a passion problem and there's too many people readily available to abuse it yep it's just just the it, it, it's sad that it's the way of the world um it, it, i guess it doesn't have to be but there are too many people in positions of power that consistently do so and you know people want to work people want to I, I don't blame them I don't blame the workers in this at all because this is what they want to do. This is what they are passionate about. This is what, you know, their dreams are. Like John said, um, 
I don't blame them in the slightest. They want to have a space. They want to, you know, make their mark and, and be on that stage one day. And they're willing to, you know, they're willing to, 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 you know, do things that maybe they wouldn't normally do elsewhere because this is a little underground still. Um, I, I, but I don't blame them in the slightest and I don't think it's their fault. Um, yeah, it's just a, a shitty situation all around. They've been put in a shitty situation. Blizzard uh, is absent. Milk and cigarettes as usual. Just it, it, it it's a continuous trend. I, I, I really don't know when this stops. Even from what you were saying earlier, John, I don't know. Like when when is when is the buck going to stop? When is the payments when are when is when is tier two actually going to get the investment it, it rightly deserves? When is somebody going to step in with a vision to kind of correct the the wrongdoings that or or the lack of action that has happened in the past? It's it's tiresome. I, I can't uh, empathize enough with the people actually having to deal with this. I'm sure it's exhausting. It sounds exhausting. Um, it's just it's just fucked. I don't know. I, it's it's difficult to wrap your your head around entirely because every time you you dive into it, every time you open the hood, it's just another another problem with the engine. Yeah, and I just want to say again, uh, let's make sure that we reiterate because um, we we're relatively close with a lot of casters and, and observers mm-hmm. and producers sure. and, and hosts and and 100%. thing. And I can honestly say I've never met a single. Um, a, a single producer, caster, observer, analyst who didn't, who wasn't trying to make the right decision. Yeah. Um. Th- there's definitely not. Um. Th- this is not, in my opinion, even a talent problem. Um. No. God no. And imagine, and again, imagine like, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are writers, you guys are journalists, you know, um, how, what, what exploitation can come from that when you're trying to, you know, battle and, and write pieces for words and clicks and, uh, ad dollars and whatever. And, um, it, it's, it's a really challenging environment to do the right thing for yourself, respect yourself and also put food on your table. Um, and you know, there's, uh, it's, you know, casting's the same. And at the end of the day, some work is better than no work. Underpaid is better than no paid. Um, and And again, I, you can't, I can't blame them. I can't blame the workers. I I can't. No, it's again, it's, it's, it's not their fault. Um, and it's, it's why it's so important for people like ZP and Uber who have platforms and security yep. to speak up on behalf of their um to speak up on behalf of of, of their 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 marketplace, their uh profession. Um because if they don't, no one will. The numbers will continue to be driven down. And honestly, ZP and Uber might make more by saying less. They might, they yeah. could, there's, there's a very real situation in which they could make more by saying less. Um, I'm I, sure Blizzard's not happy about them speaking up. Let's put it that way. 
for the same things when it comes to social media and marketing and stuff, I could pay less. I could make more by saying less, uh, on my own channels, but that's again, it's the long game here. And I'm in a position where I can say like, this isn't right. This isn't good for the long term. I can take the hit for the better of the community and the industry. But unfortunately only rich people <laughs> get to say yeah. that basically only rich people get to be in that position. Most of the time people who are, and again, it's actually not rich people. It's people who are, have stable and secure situations um, that they can live in. Right. Yep. That's unfortunately the case for a lot of sports and uh, jobs in esports. not like, <laughs> unless you're a college kids that, like can do it on the side and has their um, position paid for, or you have rich parents or whatever it is. Like you're at a competitive disadvantage working a full-time job, trying to make it here. Right. And it's un unfortunately the case that people in privileged positions will have um, a competitive advantage against you. Right. So, that's the, like that's also why wages need to be competitive. And yes, this is a uh, this is a passion industry, and people will be willing to work for less. But less should never be less than a living wage, basically. Much, especially when I, I guess that nears the the conversation around like entryway positions i i don't think this is an entryway position in the slightest but blizzard's willing to pay it like it is and that's the problem that's the, i think that's slowly becoming my bigger problem at the end of the day um i think you can have well you shouldn't want to have bad actors willing to kneecap talented individuals um but i look at the corporation the funder um the pay pigs, if you want to call them that, um, and their decisions. That's that's the the the, the big root to this problem. Also, Blizzard's like allowing this to happen. Like, keep in mind, just putting you into contact with people is not enough to warrant you not making a living wage. Like, for instance, there could be situations where the total benefit that you're receiving makes sense down the line in that for instance let's say they provide gear for you they provide education for you sure, classes vocal coaches value. like lessons with actual professional whatever sure. it is right sure. there, there, there is theoretically a way where whatever you're receiving might be worth uh like what you're Some, getting right like sure Make sure like the value you get you get out of it is sort of equalized, but whatever. But once again, it shouldn't be less than a living wage in order to keep this open. And I will also say, like this industry, like the profit margins. I mean, nobody's making profit that for one, but nobody also has ownership that keeps working for you in the in the final product. And if it actually pops, like. That, that the worker cannot care for that. They they are not they aren't getting anything if your stuff pops off. So they need to make the dime in that very moment. I don't care that your economic bottom line is uh, not there right yet. Right, like it needs to be a living wage. That's the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, that's highly contextual towards like where you live in. Sure. But yeah, it's it's a. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not sure. Like that that that's not a casting specific problem either, oh. right? Not at all. Um. So, it's it's really weird to put that into context. Um. And esports does. Like. For me professionally as well, like I definitely take less because I enjoy more what I do than I used to, right? That's a payoff that like I'm willing to make, but like you gotta be able to live, right? Like, yeah, that's I don't know, that's just not negotiable, it really isn't. Yep. And live also, like, I feel like. <clears throat> I, I like this season, so to speak, like of uh, of negotiations, because a lot of contracts are being signed in terms of uh, sure, yeah, stuff, yeah. right? I think I think I'm not sure if casters would be more well served if this pressure was kept up throughout the entire year. Maybe that's that like that energy just nests to never go away until the thing is fixed, and not just when when people are are in uh, contract negotiations. Yeah, I do. I'm not I sure think. if it would make it uh, more effective. I think that's probably uh, just a wise piece of advice when it comes to a lot of things, right? Like, it can't just be when there's a problem. It has to be consistent if there's always a problem, right? If, if we've, we've identified that there is a problem in general... Oh no! Now I have the mental image of the Elo Hell CEO just going to the uh, to Blizzard, going, uh, "We're offering Adam this." Dane. You know what I'm? Okay, no, no. maybe you don't no. get the reference. Yes, yeah. someone in chat will have gotten it. Let's hope. Let's hope. We're gonna hope. I was very, very concerned with how you scooted back and how you're positioning your hands. I'll say that much. Chat, maybe you can see what I said. Pregnant pause. John, save us. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he wants to. <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to. <laughs> see, there you go. Two people got it. How do you feel? How does it feel to not get it? While well, others got it. I feel perfect. Look at Lilac, this beautiful man, like just at 18. Just completely getting every reference. I don't think Fraud actually got it. I think he's making it up. He wants to feel a part of the grub. It's true. The English guy got it now. I think you're. I think you're abusing uh, groupthink. I think right. you're. You're. You're trying to goat people into being a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. Weaponizing yep. them, Yiska. Yeah. Neither yep. of them got the reference. No, hey, may mayhem did. though. Everyone you know, did. Positive. Okay, ending on a positive note. Mayhem coming out with the tournament March twentieth. Big, exciting. Should be good. Should be good. They yeah, that'll good be a, a lot of fun. Uh, I think we're gonna start good with things. our power rankings next week or the week after. Oh fuck! I know, right? <laughs> I it's haven't even started. <laughs> Just, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it five at a time. Bottom oh, no. five to the top ones. So you only have to do five at a time. That's not how this works. 
That's it. Just like I fill them out as I you go. You're it. like, oh, and then when you get into the top five, you're like, okay, these are the five teams I have left. What order are they in? That's easy. I can't wait for Valiant to hurry up and get done. Like, it, we're coming quickly to a deadline, boys. Like, we're about a month out. We don't have an official announcement yet. What's going on? Ugh, yeah. Where's the league? Any, 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 I guess any, we only have to do 19. Nothing? I guess we only have to Kinda. do 19 power rankings, huh? It feels like it. Because you know who'd be pulling out that bottom, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ending with some spice. Yep. <sighs> yep, yep, yep. Well, Ugh. cheers to that, you know? All right, we're going to get out of here. Chat, thanks for hanging out. We are going to leave you on one note. And we had a lot, a lot, a bit of a conversation about how we wanted to handle it. So in the past 24 hours, uh, Sinatra's ex-girlfriend, uh, I believe her name is Chloe, uh, came forward uh, with, uh, with information about um, their relationship. And... I'm trying to be careful with, with the language here because it's always sensitive um, being uh, three uh, white dudes on a podcast and, and talking about these sensitive issues. Um, but we will provide uh, information in the show notes uh, to go learn about the situation yourself. Um, just know that uh, we believe women, we support women, and we think it's a really brave thing when um, they come forward and we make the world a better place by uh, putting this treatment um, of, of human beings where it belongs in the trash. Um, and so uh, if people came hoping that we would have more of an opinion on the subject or, or talk more about it, uh, we would much prefer that uh, you you go to the resources that um, whose opi whose opinions and 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 accounts and relationships on the subject really matter. Um, and yep. I apologize in advance if I butchered any of that wording. Um, it's a little bit awkward <laughs> to try. Hopefully, and talk the about feeling it. comes across. Uh, yeah, but but um, we. We believe it's incredibly um, brave and courageous and um, for uh, women to do that and, and any uh, victim of abuse. And uh, we want to support that the best way we can and celebrate that. And, um, you know, we want esports to be a safe place all across the board. So um, we love you all. 100%. <sighs> well said. Okay. Well said, sir. Anyways. Do fucking better. Just please. Just do better. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, big thank you to our patron producers. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, but we do we do have to get out of here. Um, if you like the show and you want to support, a great way to support the show is go to Patreon.com/slash/TacticalCrouch. Leave a sub right here at Twitch.tv/slash/KickTripod, or you can also drop a tip down in the panels below. Um, all great ways to support. We appreciate every minute of your attention, um, that we get. And, you know, for the people who, who want to give more, uh, we really appreciate it. And a big thank you to our patron producers, Refine Bean, Ferdino, Battle Crab, Picasso, Lotion, Rex Zane, Sir Girthalot, Pork Chop, Sammy, Conscious 67, Char, Nathan, Your Misery, Fabled Steven, 
Roger B, Chris R, three, four, 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 bronze spot, boo, how, and NFG. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's our patron producers. We're going to be doing a game night soon. Um, I kind of want to play games now, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, gotta go to bed, dude. <laughs> Actually, could play some. You want to you wanna give it an hour of Among Us? Do a little Among Us? I could do a little Among Us. I could do exactly 60 minutes. I have. That sounds good. All right. We're going to play a little Among Us after this. So go to Discord. Did you change the Discord? I did. Discord.me slash Tactical Crouch? Yep. Go to Discord.me slash Tactical Crouch. Uh, hop in. Uh, we'd love to you know, spend a little time play. Um and, and have some fun there. Otherwise, uh, we will see you soon uh, for game night and soon for our um, anime group watching night as well. Extravaganza. So, uh, Club. Sweet. All right. Shut, we're out of here. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, quick, really quick. Shout outs. Where can people find you? Um, I'm uh, do. Oh. I got a dope interview coming up. Um, two, actually. Two dope interviews coming up. Okay. Uh, first one, I asked Alan to ask, uh, answer a couple of questions about uh, the Chinese Overwatch scene. Shout out and to then, Alan. first part, Tasmo dropping Friday. Very good. Should be spicy. Uh, Dude, this is like an injection of nostalgia about Apex hmm. and that's that time. The first he was, part he is was there. stops after season one, basically. But Oof. wow, we're going down memory lane. <laughs> he told me he thought Uncia was the best team back then, by the way. Season one? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's some opinionated voices on Rogue that may differ, but... <laughs> Uh, Joe, what about you? Shout out to League. Where can people find you? Um, kind of just started doing a new thing with Mushu Beef, looking at some uh, Valorant VODs and reviewing them on stream. So you can find that at Broadcast GG. Um, Dope as hell, by the way. Pause and predict. Thank you. Um, this, I think, within the next hour after we play some Among Us, um, going to be writing some Valorant content, looking at post plants, trying to decipher a certain team. And then looking at the New York Excelsior and their impossible shoes to fill in 2020. Sweet. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at twitch.tv slash kicktripod, um, youtube.com slash kicktripodyt. I posted a video about um, the new Elgato Wave panels this past week, and people were really awesome and nice about... Um, uh, that video, and I've got a new one coming up about the Razer Kyo Pro nice. uh, webcam and the uh, Avermedia PW513. So uh, I'm going to be reviewing those, and that's going to be on my YouTube. Uh, join our Discord, discord.me slash tactical crouch. Come hang out with us, please. Please do. We're so lonely. Until next time. Bye.